Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Every day, God puts things in our path to remind us of his presence, his, his love for us. You just saw it again today with these young people. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies his handiwork. And it actually says, the heavens are continually declaring the glory of God. Continually going on, it's not a one-time thing. So every day, God tries to put things in your path to get your attention. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. We see two descriptions there, one of a child and one of a son. And during this season, the reason for the season, as we know, is Jesus Christ. He was a child that was born in Bethlehem a couple thousand years ago. Bethlehem means house of bread. Jesus is also known as the bread of life. Throughout creation, throughout the scriptures, throughout just when we leave here today, there's, there's things that he has designed that if we have eyes to see, we can see what he's trying to tell us. He's trying to communicate to us his love, his presence, that this isn't all there is. You know, you think of these young people that were up here today and just how precious they are. And you see from the youngest to the teens and the young adults who were up here singing. We look on Christmas as a time that is an excitement for children because of the gifts that they get. But how about you and I, as adults? I like getting gifts. I don't know about you guys. I love them. I can't wait to just tear off and make all that noise with the packaging and rip off the ribbon and see what's in there. There's still a, a childness in each of us. And I wonder why that is. Well, if you're here today and you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're his kid. You're his child. He's our dad. You know, he, he's, he's there. That excitement, he wants to never, for us to never let go. He always has, wants to have that freshness. And I think Christmas is a tremendous time that we are in the malls. We turn on the radio, secular or Christian, and there's songs talking about the Savior, the birth of the child. How precious is that? That we get reminded. People are being reminded throughout the world during this time. And we pray that their eyes get open like ours were, right? We, we pray that their ears get open, their spirit is open to the reception of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God's not finished with this planet yet. He's still reaching out through people like you and me to try to expose others and point others to Jesus. 
a child, the preciousness of a child. I get some of my best material from children. <laughs> what they say, how they act. It's awesome. It's fresh. It's so great. There's an innocence. They look to you as their mom and dad. They look to teachers for a stimulus to point them in the right direction. You know, that doesn't end no matter what age you are. We look to our Heavenly Father. He's our motivation. He's our stimulus to keep us going in the right direction. The problem is those people who haven't received Jesus, they're like a, a ship without a rudder. They're just spinning in circles. They don't know what direction to go. But we don't have that hopelessness. That child that was born was more than just a child. It was a son that was given. It wasn't just like you and I when we were born as babies and went through the different stages of development. Jesus was that child like you and I in a human sense, but it was a, he was a son that was given. We need to look at, at whose son? He was the son of God. He was the second person of the Trinity. He was God in human flesh that you and I could identify with. We think of the songs that were sung today and we looked. If your child was up here, you were watching him or her. You were proud to see them up here. You were excited. You were filming. Our Heavenly Father is proud of you. Yeah, we mess up. But he's a dad. He's a dad that wants the best for you. He's always in your corner rooting. Yeah, he convicts. But a good dad convicts too. It's not always lollipops and sugar plums. and You know, it, it, it's sternness sometimes. Why? What's the best for you? I want you back on the right track again. There's so much. You look up here at the beauty of the, the flowers, you know, the lighting, the picture, everything just shows the creativity of God. He's reaching out to you. Are you hearing those things that He's trying to say to you this season? It says in John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. You know, some people have more faith in the pews or the seats that they sit in than they do in our Heavenly Father. People just sit down without even considering the cost if the screws and the nuts and everything were in place. But God gives us his word. And his word says the more you read it, the more you study it, the stronger your faith grows. We don't have to be people of blind faith as we study his scriptures. These young people had times of practice. They didn't just come up here and just do it cold. The adults and leaders spent time correcting showing them how to move, how to say things, what to do as a unit. 
God does the same thing with you and I all the time. He's our dad. He's our teacher. He's our coach. He's our mentor. Do we watch him? Because we're heading right towards him. We're hurtling towards him. One step at a time, every day at a time. We're getting closer than we were yesterday. Matthew 18, 4 says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him. We had a lot of little children up here today. He set the children right in his midst and said, As surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. What is your age when it comes to the realm of eternity? What is your age right now when you think of eternity? It's like a newborn. Yeah, what? Nine. Nine. We got the answer. It's nine. You're all nine in the realm of eternity. That's awesome. Everybody feel a little more revived now if you're over 40 or 50? Ready to go? Let's do it. But in the realm of eternity, you're little babies. We all are in the realm of eternity. In the time of this earth that is passing away, which is temporary, yeah, there's a calendar. There's a birthday celebrated every year. But that's a temporary. We're passing through this life. The best is yet to come. All because of that moment in history when God said, you know what? I'm going down to my kids. I'm separating. I'm coming down. And I'm coming down as a little baby. And then they'll find out that I'm not only that God wrapped in flesh, but I'm a son of the Father that is going to the cross to die for all our dirty diapers, all our mistakes, all the things we've ever done that the Bible says is sin. And he cleans us up. We see it. It was a football game on last week. This has been going on for 30 years throughout our country, if not longer. You always see that guy that holds up the sign, John 3, 16. Big yellow sign. Different people do that. Did you know even football fans and athletes can get saved? They can go to heaven? God lets football players and fans in heaven? I don't know if you knew that. Well, John 3, 16... And 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but that through the world, through him, there might be salvation. He didn't come in here to condemn you today. 
We're all in the same sin boat. We've all fallen short of God's glory. But in Isaiah, it also said that son's name would be Emmanuel, God with us. That's what it means. So the baby born in the house of bread became the bread of life, and he was God with us. He reveals himself to us in his word, through his Holy Spirit, through the children. He does it all the time if we just have eyes to see. That's all we have to do. Now, if you have, you didn't eat your candy cane, I'd like you to take it out right now. See if there's anybody who needs them, all right? If you need a candy cane, raise your hand. Samuel, come around. Oh, my goodness gracious. A lot of people ate their candy canes already. Just go right down the middle. We'll get the aisle. Keep your hand up, and the girls will get one to you. Let me have some. <laughs> All right, as, don't eat it yet. You can eat it in about a couple minutes, okay? Now, we talked about different things, and I don't know if you know a little story behind the candy cane, but if everybody takes a candy cane and goes like this, forms a letter J. And that's to help remind us of Jesus' birthday. Okay? We celebrate Christmas with his Jesus' birthday. If you hold it this way... It forms a shepherd's staff. And Jesus is our good shepherd. You can read about more of that in Psalm 23. Now, a shepherd not only took care of the sheep, but he would use one end of the staff to ward away predators, whether it be animals or people who were trying to hurt the sheep. God is our protection. Jesus is our protector. If a sheep was wandering away, you would take this end, with a little crook, and pull the sheep back into safety. If you look on the candy cane, you can see some red stripes, and there's some thin red stripes. Well, the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. And Jesus shed his blood for us. Jesus is pure. He was the unspotted lamb who went to Calvary and died on the cross for you and me to make us pure like him, white as snow. Though our sins were as scarlet, they are now white as snow as we put our faith and trust in him. Now, wouldn't it be cool? You have the children sharing today and you have all the beautiful colors. Wouldn't it be cool if you could actually see the joy that God has for you and for me? He does. The joy that he set before him. That joy of the Lord. One of the great teachings I heard one time, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's one of the 
scriptures. But did you know that you're, you and I are the joy of the Lord? He went to the cross for you and me. He put all the suffering, everything behind him for the joy that was going to be before him. You're that joy. I'm that joy. And if we have Jesus in our heart, we should be able to glow with Jesus, who's the light of the world. Now, wouldn't this be cool if you could reach down inside and just pull out the joy that's in your heart? <coughs> Oh, I'm so joyful. Oh, how much joy is in my soul because of what the Lord has done for us. Oh, it's a never-ending joy. How cool is that? Well, we don't have to do it that way. It should be something because Jesus is in our heart that we carry with us all the time. Not just once in a while. It's always there. Whatever's going on on the outside, it's temporary. We go through it because our eyes are fixed on the author and the sal the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for your plan of salvation. Thank you for lowering yourself as a little baby in a manger a long, long time ago. Thank you for reaching into our lives and giving us that opportunity to come out of our sin and receive you as our Savior. You died on the cross for every single person here, whether they have received you or not. But just like Christmas, when a gift is given, a gift has to be taken. And Lord, right now, as we're praying, I just want to ask anybody here that if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, regardless of your age, to be like a little child on Christmas morning and say, yeah, Jesus, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. And if that's you today, and you've never ever done that before, like you just slip up your hand, if anybody would like to do that. Anybody. Doesn't matter your age. Remember, you're all nine right now. You can put your hand down. That's awesome. Anybody else? Awesome. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? He is the reason for the season. Anybody else like to raise their hand? Okay, let's pray. If you raised your hand, just say this prayer. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner, and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want to follow you all the days of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
I love you, Jesus. And happy birthday. Amen. When you said that the red stuff on the candy cane um, is the heal is the healing. By, by his stripes we're healed, uh, and by the blood he shed he washed away our sin. But when you eat it, the stuff on the stripe that means there will be no more. But that's just an example. Symbol. Uh. It's just a symbol. <laughs> okay. Okay, we got it. Yeah. We good? Good question. And remember, Jesus is always sweet. He's always there for us. So look for things that point to Jesus because they're all around us. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road, in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening and may God bless you.